The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, y'all? This is an emergency episode of One Royal Way here on Kansas City Sports Network. I am Joel Penfield. Jordan is on vacation because we certainly were not expecting this news at this point. Mike Mead of Royals Weekly is joining me tonight because we have a brand new manager for the Kansas City Royals, Matt Quartaro. Quartaro. I'm going to butcher it until I hear him say it or I hear someone say it on the act, like besides reading it on social media. Regardless, the Royals have a new manager. It seems like a fantastic hire. It was a guy that we were both really high on uh, when the process started. Yeah, he was the Tampa Bay Rays bench coach previously, who coached with the Cleveland Guardians as well. So there's a little bit of familiarity with John Sherman. But by all accounts, this is a fantastic move for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. When we we did a podcast, I think just before Matheny actually got fired, where we listed out who we would want as manager, he was number one on my list. Uh, I, I really liked Wathen too, and there was a lot of talk about Wathen. He ended up staying with the Phillies, uh, but that would have been one and one A for me. I liked Quatrero a lot. The bat, you just can't ignore the background that the guy has with organizations that I think the Royals probably would love to model their team after. And so that's that's huge. And I'm I'm excited. Like I'm excited about a manager or a hire for the first time in a long, long time. The background that he has as a bench coach, that's kind of a nice mix between like making the in-game decisions and helping the manager make in-game decisions and managing the clubhouse and the dudes in there as well. And along with being a good baseball mind, I wanted somebody that can manage people as well. Like the intrapersonal skills of being a manager matters a lot here. It seems like we did not have that with Mike Matheny. So from that perspective, by all accounts, he's a great dude outside of baseball. So that aspect of it, I'm excited for. It seems like players are excited. We saw some guys talking about it on social media. We know our guy Vinny is excited. Quartraro uh, is a, an Old Dominion alum, which is where Vinny went to school. So we have a connection there. But the Royals were in a really nice position where I felt like they couldn't go wrong with where they hired, at least from the external candidates. They hired, they interviewed Clayton McCullough, the first base coach for the Dodgers, Dusty Wathen, third base coach for the Phillies, and Quartraro. And then their internal uh, candidates like Jordan and I talked about last week, Pedro Grafal, uh, Vance Wilson, and Scott Thorman. I'm glad they went with one of the external candidates. Seems like, again, a kind of a welcome change from the, how do I put it nicely, like 
kind of nepotism that we've sort of seen in a way within the organization for too long. That seems to be kind of going by the wayside, which is a very welcome sight. Wathen seemed to be the leader in the clubhouse going at least last week after the first round of interviews. That seemed to be the person that was going to, to get the job. But he decided to sign a contract extension with the Phillies and stay on that coaching staff. And they're in the World Series, so I can't blame him for that at all. The continuity there is certainly going to be important for that organization going forward. But being the last team that needed to fill a managerial vacancy, the Royals were in a really nice position, and they ultimately make the hire with Cotraro. I hope that this means that we are really getting like the analytic, like the, a more forward-thinking baseball team as a whole, not just from the manager, but moving upwards. John Sherman talked about that needing to be uh, part of what the organization needs to be moving forward. This is a really nice step in the right direction. There's still a lot of moving parts uh, going into the offseason, so we're still waiting on a pitching coach. Just, I hope Quattraro brings one of his buddies from Tampa with him <laughs> and just like puts him on the plane and Me brings too. them to Kansas City. And we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, but this is a really, really nice set. I am absolutely fired up for what 2023 is going to bring for this organization. I've talked about it a couple of times. It really feels like for the first time since about 2016, there's actually like a direction with the organization for so long. We've been just looking around going, what are we trying to do? It seems like a, a formidable, like an actual direction for where the organization is going. And that is a welcome site. And that at least shows me that we are trending to a really nice future of this organization. Yeah. And, and some of the things that really make me excited is the rays are one of the teams that uses platoon splits more than anybody else. And they have for the last four or five years. And it's a result of not being able to spend as much money. You have to squeeze every offensive value out of every player that you can, that you're choosing to put on your roster. And I think that's going, we're going to see that in a reflection, not just from, from uh, Quattrero, but also from JJ Piccolo. I don't think you're going to see guys making that 26 man roster that you can't clearly define their value. Whereas yes. in the past, you have a Ryan O'Hearn on there and no, no offense to, to Terrence Gore either. It was a great story. And I love him. You have a Terrence Gore sit on your roster for six months so he can pinch or so he can pinch run a few times that I think those days are over. I don't think you're ever going to see a guy or very rarely see a guy on the 26 man. who You can't clearly explain why he's not on, why he's on that team. And that's exciting to me to see like, how do you do stuff platoon wise, especially when we have a guy like Olivares and Isbell that are coming into that outfield and, and, and MJ and where's his position going to be? How can you effectively use him day to day? Your manager now has more experience platooning or helping with those platoon splits than almost anybody in the league. Also he's coached third base. He's been a hitting coach. He's done a lot of different things. He's been a manager at the minor league level, you know, mm -hmm. in the past. So he's done a lot of different things. And I really like that with the young of core core of hitters that we have. He's a former hitting coach. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Um, and I'm pumped to see a guy who comes from an organization that thinks of value. You know, we've yes. got to create, everybody's got to be giving us something for us to succeed. And he's, it's not like he's coming from an organization like, and this is not a shot at Clayton McCullough at all, but the Dodgers spend a crap ton of money. I know they're awesome on the PD side, and that that should be noted as well when it comes to the Dodgers. But they also like they also just will cut throw, shell out hundreds of millions of dollars in payroll to go and build the best team. It obviously has not worked outside of the 60-game season, but that's a whole other story. Like You're spending money to win, and that's what should be done. The Rays don't spend it all. Like they release and non-tender guys when they're about to get too expensive. In they're just their arb years. Mm -hmm. So or they trade them. Yeah, 
or they trade them. Like <laughs> they, they get rid of players that are going to cost too much, and too much is a very relative term here. But they know it's like doing more with less is mm-hmm. really the, the crux of what I'm getting at. And he's going from that organization to another one that has to kind of do the same. John Sherman wants to win, but I don't know if he wants to spend like some of these other organizations do in order to win. So again, maximizing value in that way is super important in an organization like this because you know how much are you really going to spend? Can you expect the Royals to spend in free agency? I just don't see it. it. Not like John Sherman is strapped for cash, but I also know that he wants to keep some of his own money, and I don't blame him for that either. No. So it's it's a good balance, but him coming from one small market organization to another makes me think that they're going to be able to take some of these same philosophies and plug them right into Kansas City and be able to make it work. Yeah, I agree. And you mentioned the Dodgers. I would love to go with the Dodgers model, but they don't just spend hundreds of millions of dollars on their professional payroll. They put it in PD too. They spend more more money than any other organization in player development, and we can't do that. Uh, Like We have to focus on player development, but we can't do it by spending $100 million on technology and these uh, labs that they create and all that sort of stuff. That's not going to be what we can do. And so I think coming, I think taking that raise model is a little bit more feasible. It's a little bit more reality. Um, the, now I think, and you tell me what you think here, but I think that pitching coach hire is maybe just as important, if not more important than Quattrero's hire. And I really hope they let Quattrero have some say in who gets hired as that pitching coach because one, he's going to have to work with them all the time. And two, like we've said, he's come from two organizations that do that better than just about anybody else oh, yeah. in Tampa and Cleveland. So he needs at least a little bit of a say on on who they're going to go get. Yeah, I think that needs to be a big part of this too. And I don't personally have any names that I'm looking at to be the pitching coach because you can go in so many different directions. You can plug in from a major league staff, a minor league staff, a minor league coordinator. Like There's just so many names out there and people that – you know, who knows how far down the list they go. But if you go and get like some minor league pitching coordinator from the Rays and make him about to be the pitching coach, it's certainly a few steps up from what we've had previously. And I think a few steps is putting it as nicely as I possibly can. So, yeah. yeah. And what I really want to see when you go do something like that and they come in here, it's going to be such a switch from what the the guys we have right now are used to, Mm -hmm. because that's not what the Royals pitching development at the major level has really done all that well. And not only that, I mean, as of right now, all of our pitching talent is at AAA and the major league level. And some of them have quite a bit of major league experience. So for a lot of organizations, you might say, well, you're in a rebuild. And so it's really more important who you have as your minor league pitching development coordinator and stuff like that. I'm not sure that's the case for this team in the near future anyway, because the arms are all in AAA or the major league level. Now, I'd love to see somebody turn Asa Lacey around and and Alec Marsh and, and Bolin and, and all those guys. But the real talent is still at the AAA level in Major League Baseball. So I I really think this is a very important hire on this pitching coach. I really want to see what they do when they come in and say, hey, do you know what your data is on this? And then go, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, I don't know that. Like, I, we, they never shared that with us. Or they shared it with us, but we didn't really apply it. And any of that stuff. I want to see that stuff really be putting in place at the Major League level. It's going to be a night and day difference, I think, regardless of of who they hire. Because I know that if if they give Quatrero the opportunity to be a make be a part of the hire, then and it seems like JJ is willing to be more aggressive with that too. Then we're going to see a, a significant difference in the Royals in 2023. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back uh, with more discussion on the Royals managerial hire. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back here again with Mike Mead of Royals Weekly here to discuss the emergency podcast. The Royals hired uh, Matt Quatrero, the bench coach with Tampa Bay Rays, as their manager moving forward. This is now, I believe, this is the 18th full-time manager in Royals history. Go. How does this this hire specifically change your expectation, if any, for what you think this team can be in 2023? I was looking at 23 initially under the lens of Mike Matheny being back. I thought maybe the writing was on the wall, especially once Dayton uh, was let go, that they were going to make a change, but you still can never be sure with this organization, considering how loyal some of these, you know, some people tend to be. Oh, yeah. But I think, you know, yeah, we don't need to go down. We don't need to go down further down that road. <laughs> you're, you're boiling my blood, Joel. You're getting don't, it going. You don't here. need to go further getting... down that road. <laughs> but how does this change your perception of where the Royals are heading into next season? As a current, actually, as, as roster currently presented, because we don't know what okay. sort of non-tender free agent moves trades they're going to make. Yeah, and after hearing what JJ Piccolo had to say about free agency and things like that, I'm kind of more in the vein of I I don't think this team's really going to compete next year, no matter what Matt Cotrero does. the th- The thing that I'm excited to see is those individual things. One, how much is he platooning, and how is he using his players to do that? Okay. Two, how is he setting up that bullpen? You know, who does he really trust in that bullpen? Things like that. And then three, do we see step forwards from from those position players, from a Bobby Witt Jr., from an MJ Melendez? V- Vinny Pasquantino, I think we can clearly see what he can be at the major league level. How do they choose to utilize him? Do they still let Sal catch as much as they have in the past? Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that's probably a good thing for him and for the Royals. Even... And this was one of the things that Matheny and Dayton Moore were never very good at was saving players from themselves. I think I know Sal wants to catch every day. Does Matt Cotrero come out and say, you're not catching every day? You know, like those type of things, uh, the new approach, I want to be able to see it every single day. I don't think we're going to win 90 games next year. So I'm going to be looking for game in and game out. What are some of the things he's doing differently than what we've seen in the past? Yeah, I think I, I'm kind of in lockstep with you on this that I think I just want to see incremental improvements from guys. Like j- The process is going to look different. So how do guys take to that as well? And how you know how quickly do we really see the buy-in of what Cotrero and the, the staff is trying to put into place? And considering how archaic it really seemed to be in Kansas City, that this is going to be a welcome change and a fresh change. And even if it doesn't mean they win 85 games, I think that, I think that 
they can win, but somewhere between 75 and 80, maybe does that, that doesn't feel too far out of the realm of possibility. Like that's, yeah, that's kind of what I would say. I just want to watch meaningful baseball in August. That's all I want. Oh gosh. I know like that. You know what? I should have put that on the damn list. I don't want to be out of it in May. Yeah. That's my thing. I, I can't stand that. Like, and you and I know as people who, who watch a lot of the games and create content for the Royals, when August comes and you're 20 under, it's it's not fun for us either. It's not no. fun for fans. It's not fun for us to to sit and watch those games when they're twenty games under, you know, and and consistently see them make the same mistakes over and over again mm-hmm. in August that they were making in May. That's not that's not what you want to see, you know. So yeah, that I'm adding that to the list, Joel. Good point. I'm adding it to the list. I don't want to be out of it in May. That's yeah, and I, I don't <laughs> think they will be. Like I think this team could actually surprise some people. Like I I've said it multiple times. I'm going to keep hammering the point. Like, I just want them to be like Baltimore. I don't expect them to make a playoff spot, but can they be interesting with a young mm-hmm. team and a starting staff that's, eh, I don't think anyone on on uh, Baltimore staff was worthy of note. I don't even know. You no. you couldn't tell me who their he, starting five was. You could no. throw out five <laughs> random names, and I'd probably believe you. They had a solid bullpen and a bunch of young guys that came up and started balling out. The yeah, Royals after have means, that. After Means got hurt, I literally cannot name another guy in that rotation. So. Exactly. So it can be done. You can win games with just five dudes and a really nice process. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the case. And the Royals have some better names, like more household ish names than Baltimore and just a couple of tweaks. And we could see things really start to flourish quickly for this team. I don't yeah, know. It could turn into, it could turn into a situation where it's like, we see some of the, a step forward from Daniel Lynch. I think, I think he's kind of, no pun intended, obviously, because it would be the worst one in the world, but I think he's like a linchpin. Like Boo. if you see, <laughs> I didn't mean it was the only word I could think of, damn it. All right. Uh, so if he, but if he comes in and can take a step forward, I think you're looking, you're squinting at this rotation and going, wait a second, are, do we have a solid base for a rotation here? And could there be, cause then you might go, okay, singer Lynch, maybe next off season, we're one or two free agent pitchers away. Yeah. Does that make sense? Whereas yeah. I would have, I would have loved them to look at this free agent market and say, Where's two two places we can go because we feel like we have a a budding offense. It may be next year if you can see that step forward from Daniel Lynch. It changes everything. So that's why I think that that pitching coach hire is going to be so freaking important. Yes, and and as excited and optimistic as we are about this hire, I'm not going to go into the season not expecting growing pains. Like that is going mm-hmm. to happen as well. Whenever you bring in an entirely new process, an entirely new regime as it seems that the Royals are doing, it's going to take a little bit of time. So if they're struggling out the gate, I'm not going to hit the panic button. There's no reason to, but if you know, and maybe by June we start to see things start to turn up a little bit. And then that's when we can start to get excited about 2024 and beyond because of the, the implementation of what the Royals should be doing with more data-driven analytical decision-making, which is the biggest part of this. That is not something it's one of those like Rome wasn't built in a day. That kind of stuff takes time to build. The um, thing was the Orioles really started going in that direction like 2019, 2019, 2020. And then it took, and then this is finally the year that they actually started to win games doing that. They still finished below 500, but they won like 47 games in 2021. And then they won 75 to 77 this year. So it can be done. It just takes a little bit of time. And the Royals are is not in nearly as bad of shape as. Baltimore was Baltimore a couple of years yeah. ago. So they already have a little bit of a step ahead there. Not like the Royals are world beaters, but they didn't lose 110 plus games. So yeah. they're in a pretty good spot. 
And they've already got what seems like half of that development set up with the, the hitting development. Correct. So, well, you know, looking to see what they do pitching wise throughout the organization, it's going to take, I read an article um, about the Astros and their implementation of technology in 2015. And they said they didn't see results from that till 2018. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, so it may take two to three years before you really start to see those guys that are in the in minor league, you know, for example, if if we might see Kaderna and Mazzucato be the first ones that really had a lot of that data driven development come through. I'm not saying that Asa Lacey can't have it, or even a guy like Drew Parrish who's in AAA, things like that. They they can benefit from those things, but they won't have developed their whole career through those things. So um, that's kind of you know when you see Mazzucato and Kaderna up here, that's when you can start going. Okay, now I say that. It's weird because when you bring those people in and that that pitching development changes, our drafting may drastically change as well. Correct. Yeah. So I'm not saying that those guys are going to be the type of guys that they would have even wanted to draft. But if you can get with that development, maybe we can push it forward. And I'm getting off track because it has nothing to do with the manager. But um, I think when then then having Quattrero in there to utilize that stuff effectively, using information, using data, I think. Once it's all together, and it takes a long time to get it together, I think it's yes, going to be like good. You're, that line of thinking is not far off, though, because it seems like that's the trend the Royals are taking from top down. It's not yeah. just at the major league level. Like John Sherman made it very clear when Dayton was let go that we need to make more data-driven decisions, and that's not just in Kansas City. That's down in Columbia. That's in the complex. That's in mm-hmm. the Dominican. That's all the way across the board. So it's very exciting. This year might not be the year for the Royals, but it's going to come a lot sooner than we thought because of the the person that they're hiring, I believe. And that makes me excited. It should make you excited. I know that we are in, you know, the middle of football season and baseball has been the last thing on your mind for the better part of the last month. I get it. But understand that some really good foundational stuff is happening on the same parking lot as Arrowhead Stadium. And I, I'm so excited. He is going to be announced, I believe, on Thursday officially. November 3rd will be the press conference. So first opportunity to hear Quattrero as the Royals manager. Curious what he has to say. I'm not expecting – I'm not going to be one of the win the press conference guys, but I, I'm curious to hear his processes and one of the, the reasons why he won the job out of these interviews. And I think only did one. I think they ran like one, maybe two interviews and knew that's our guy. So that's that should tell you a lot that they didn't spend – too long on this process. They fired Mike Matheny on October 5th, right after the season ended. 25 days later, they had a new manager, and it sounded like initially this was going to take well into November. But once the hiring started happening elsewhere, the Royals made their decision. They had their guy, and I'm excited for what 2023 has to bring. The offseason is still pretty critical with some roster decisions that need to be made possible free agents and trades. There's still some roster turnover that's going to happen, but this is just the start of it. And the next couple of months will be pretty fun. I agree. And it'll be interesting to see with what happens with some of the players that have been on the roster for the last few years. Michael A. Taylor, does he get traded? Ryan O'Hearn, is he still on the roster come spring training? Uh, what role does Hunter Dozier end up with next year? Kind of in, um, I don't think they release him because of all the money they paid him, but what role does he end up in? How much does he play? I'm, I'm really excited for Quattrero to get out there and to see those individual moves that he makes on a daily basis. Um, There's not always a lot to get excited about in late October as a Royals fan. Right. But uh, this is, this is definitely another thing. And you mentioned this by all accounts, players absolutely love this guy. 
I think that's more important for a young team than it is for an old team. Mm-hmm. And we got a real young team. So I think that's going to be a great thing. They may have, and Joel, you know, don't let me tell you this. They might start having fun. They might be like those 2015 Royals teams that were getting after it in the dugout and listening to music after wins and, and having a good time. And, and I think that's a big part of how young teams win. You mean that possibly trying to have fun playing a kid's game is, you know, <laughs> it leads to winning. I, I, I think didn't so. know this. I, I didn't know so. this. I mean, I mean, I coach 14 year olds and, and generally speaking, when they're having fun, they're playing, playing well. Now they're 14. So hey, I, I watched the Seattle Mariners have good vibes only and dance after wins. And it seemed like that worked. I don't know. I know. They broke a 21 they okay. year playoff drought. So I think it kind of worked. Yeah, I'd take but, it. Well, we'll have more on this as the offseason goes. Hopefully, we'll have a pitching coach hire her soon we can talk about and some more moves. But I hope that you guys enjoy this. Again, this is a really exciting time for the Royals. If you are a casual Royals fan that may not know who Matt Quattrero is, us being excited hopefully helps you be excited by this. Uh, this is a brand-new era of Royals baseball. A very, very new era considering all the changes top to bottom in the organization so far. And there's a lot more to come. So that we are... Very excited here at Kansas City Sports Network uh, for what's to come here for the 2023 season for the Royals. And we will talk to you all next week. Take care, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.